With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. He's too cocky. He's got too much confidence. He's too convicted. He's the number one high school football podcaster in America. He's the number one scout in the country. Coast to coast. Gold State to the Sunshine State. Giving it to you raw and uncut like the meat at the liquor store on the corner. KM to GM. Nobody does it better. Buckle up, folks. It's time for the truth. Let's fucking go. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the building. Excited to be dropping this original Transparent Truth podcast on a Thursday. Hopefully you got a chance to listen to Instant Impact, our national recruiting show yesterday, which was a Wednesday. Nevertheless, got a great show for you today. Going to be talking a little recruiting news just to kind of recap some of the recruiting commitments over the last week or so. Got a sleeper of the week from Utah that I really like. We'll talk about the Winter Circle Top 100 Showcase in Corona that took place last weekend. And I uh, got some hot takes. Talk a little Dabo Sweeney about HBCUs. And uh, what about Oregon? Turned into a national recruiting power overnight under Coach Mario Cristobal. So got a good show today. Again, I try not to keep this show too long. I like to keep it short and simple and sweet. But hit you with some, some good info, some good intel, and some inside scoop on what's going on across the country. So with that being said, it's time for recruiting. The Transparent Truth Recruiting Report. All right, recruiting news for this week. Again, if you tapped into Instant Impact, our national recruiting show, you know what I'm about to talk about. I'm just going to give you a rundown. Xavier Staples here in Southern California California. commits to UCLA. Evan Branch Hayes from Northern California commits to Arizona. Cyrus Fiaseu commits to San Diego State. Jaden Ferubana from here locally in Chaparral High School in Temecula commits to Air Force. Coley Faui commits to Utah. San Jacinto quarterback Kijaya Halloween commits to UCLA. Four clap, fight, fight, fight. Michael Jackson out of Desert Pines in Nevada commits to USC. Lake McCree tight end out of Lake Travis High School in Texas commits to USC as well. Trevion Cooley, a big-time running back. Out of, I believe, North Carolina, commits to Louisville. Troy Stilato, the wide receiver out of Florida, commits to Clemson over Ohio State. Big pickup for Clemson in the slot. Thomas Remack and also Caden Prather both commit to West Virginia and become Mountaineers. Congratulations to them and their families. 
Matthias Barnwell, big-time tight end, commits to Penn State, and head coach James Franklin. Omarion Cooper, cornerback out of Florida, commits to FSU, Florida State. Seth Malcolm, uh, he's a linebacker out of Iowa, I believe. He commits to Nebraska. Ryan Barnes commits to Notre Dame. Zaquan Reeves commits to Missouri, big-time cornerback at 6'3", 180. Cameron Brady commits to UCS, University of Central Florida. And then Nate Evans commits to North Carolina State. Mike Jarvis commits to Wisconsin. And big-time wide receiver Jacoby George commits to the University of Miami. So congratulations to those kids making those commitments. And hopefully uh, they're excited about where they're going. They're happy about the decision that they've made. And they go to do big, big things. We always like to champion the prospects and hope for the best for them as they move on. Um, in their football and, and, and academic careers. Let's move along now. Time to get to the next segment of the show. Favorite part of the show, it's time for our Sleeper of the Week. All right, my Sleeper of the Week comes from the state of Utah, okay? And, and if you know anything about Utah football, you know that they play great, great physical ball in the trenches, okay? Known for big physical kid that can get after each other in the trenches. I'm going to take you to Tempview High School in Utah, Joshua Singh, defensive tackle. Now, not your typical poly defensive tackle. This is not a overly big prospect, not hulking with size, but this is a, a undersized defensive tackle at about 5'11", about 260 pounds, but he's quick as a cat. He's tough as a dog. And let me tell you, he's a big-time competitor. Got a chance to see him at the showcase this past weekend. But beyond that, I went to go look at his tape. And this guy's a pit bull in the trenches. He's quick off the snap. He's got excellent redirectability. He's got the speed at 4.79 to run you down from behind from the backside. I just love his demeanor. I love his attitude. I love his energy and his passion for the game. Joshua Singh, Tempview High School, college coaches. This kid plays with great leverage, great intensity, really good technique, and he's got that vertical quickness and that ability to change directions and be relentless to the football. Joshua Singh, Tempview High School, defensive tackle, 2021 class. I like him as a prospect. I think he's going to be a G5 recruit. Congratulations, Joshua. You're this Transparency Truth Sleeper of the Week. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. Want to take you to Utah and talk to you about Joshua Singh. Got a chance to see Joshua at the Top 100 Showcase this past weekend. And let me tell you, about six feet, about 265 pounds, but a 4'7", 40 guy. Unbelievable quickness in the short range. Very aggressive. 
mature with his hands, has a finesse game, can turn, can spin, can dip and rip, can get skinny. Uh, I really like the way he is. He competes, man. His competitive fire, that tenacity, he really competes with an unbelievable amount of intensity and passion. This kid came down from Utah just to, so he can get in the trenches and scrap with some people. Joshua Singh, Temp View High School, Transparent Truth Sleeper of the Week. Congratulations, big fella. Go get money. Let's move along. We're talking a little uh, top 100 showcase, Winter Circle top 100 showcase out in Corona. And first of all, before I get into talking about the showcase, I want to give a little shout out to uh, the organization and gentleman who put it on, Jordan Campbell, who was a local high school football star here uh, at Norco High School, went on to USC and went and transferred after that and played a little NFL ball. Uh, he owns the Winter Circle. And along with the team of people that he has there, they put a great event together for the kids. And I thought it was a great chance and a really a big-time opportunity for a lot of guys who were not on the radar uh, per se. Now, there's a lot of guys who didn't show up, and that happens from time to time. It's nothing to, be, to frown about or be embarrassed about. Um, it just happens from time to time, and that's okay. I thought they did a good job of putting on an event and letting the guys go out and compete and show what they could do. So, with that being said, let's talk a little bit about the Top 100 Showcase. Now, got a chance to get out with my team of scouts and take a look at the prospects um, here in Southern California and some neighboring states, right? There were some guys from out of state, uh, our Sleeper of the Week, you know, Joshua saying he was there. He's an out-of-state kid. So there were a couple guys from out-of-state. It was good to see that. Um, I think what stood out to me uh, was the star power, I think, when you talk about number one prospect in the country in the 2021 class, Corey Foreman in the building, working out, showing people what he could do, uh, you know, top 10 prospect probably in America in the 2022 class, Damani Jackson. Uh, you know, there's a lot of star power there. A lot of, with those two guys, that's a lot of star power. Uh, but it, I think that other players really stepped up, and not, I, I don't want to say made a name for themselves, but they made sure that they were recognized by competing against some of the top players and not just holding their own, but making those players look bad. And I want to first give a shout-out to uh, the Recruiting Solutions, which is my company, our award winners, top defensive lineman, Mateo Ugalele from St. John Bosco, 2023 prospect, top offensive lineman, Roland Fullwood out of Lyndale High School, 2021 prospect, uh, top linebacker, David Bailey out of Modern Day, a 2022 linebacker who I really like, uh, top running back, Jaquez Robertson out of Mission Viejo, great job, 2021 player. Uh, top defensive back, Noah Avinger, Servite High School, 2021. Uh, top wide receiver, Kyron Ware Hudson, Modern Day High School, had a fantastic day. Top quarterback, uh, Xavier Ward, Roosevelt High School in Corona, did a, had a great day, did a great job. My most outstanding player was Domani Jackson. The 2022 cornerback out of modern day he was phenomenal. I'll talk a little bit about that here shortly. But here's the deal. A lot of people ask me. I got a lot of messages, a lot of questions. What about happened to Corey Foreman? What about Corey Foreman? How come he didn't win an award on, you know, in your eyes? And, and, and was he as good as advertised? Here's the deal. 
Corey Foreman is a freak show, okay? His combination of power, size, quickness, and explosive strength is unmatched across the country, okay? He's a freak show. You just believe that. And was he at his best on Saturday? I don't think he was at his best, but he showed tremendous flashes of just you know, him being special, him being the number one prospect, him being Corey Foreman the way I know Corey Foreman to be. Now, uh, I didn't agree with, you know, some of the things that was allowed by Corey, like in a, in a, in a pass rush drill with no pads on, you're not supposed to bull rush, right? Bull rush meaning, you know, just go right through a guy, which I know Corey can do pretty much whenever he wants, right? I would have rather seen Corey choose to work his finesse game, work his hand moves in his hips to try to get to a quarterback. Like, I'm not looking for Corey Foreman to win every rep. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for his development. I'm looking for his where his trajectory is going. And I'm looking for the things that can help him become not only an NFL player, but a big-time NFL player. So instead of focusing on winning a rep, I would have – Rather him focus on, you know, really uh, working on his game and working on his craft to help himself become a more well-rounded player, especially in a pass rush game. Uh, but, you know, at any point in time, Corey Foreman can run through just about anybody. He just has that type of skill set. Um, but his finesse game still needs work, um, just like every high school player. No high school player is ready-made. It still needs work. And uh, I, I do believe that Corey is going to be an inside-outside guy. I, I know he plays defensive end in high school, but, I mean, he's 265, 270. He's going to be a guy that's going to kick inside in sub-packages and rush from the interior. And I think he's going to be more effective that way. That quickness off the ball, along with the ability to turn his shoulders, get skinny, and win one-on-one in the interior which is a quicker path to the quarterback, I think is where his money's going to be. So I think Corey Foreman um, has, got, has got a great future ahead of him. And uh, nothing wrong with Corey. I, mean, I know he was stretching out I think his back or his hip. Uh, seemed like it could have been bothering him maybe. But he is who, you know, I've always thought him to be, which is big and quick and physical and explosive. And those guys are five-star prospects. That's just what it is. So moving along, um, Get, let's get to Xavier Ward, um, the quarterback. I thought he had a nice day. Uh, threw the ball with a lot of accuracy, a lot of velocity. Ball was hot coming out of his hands. Thought he did a nice job. Thought Noah Fafita made some really nice throws, some wild throws to the sidelines and down the field. Which I thought he, thought he did a nice job. Um, in the wide receiver position, I thought Makai Cope um, out of Culver City uh, was shifty. Thought he was really shifty and liked the way he moves with that size. And um, didn't get a chance to really convert a bunch of plays just because the ball wasn't thrown accurately to him down the field. But you could tell his talent as a route runner. Uh, you talk about Kyron Hudson Ware. I mean, he was special. Um, he was in the running for most outstanding player for sure. Um, his ability to not only get off press coverage, but to dominate press coverage, right? Create separation at the line of scrimmage. Finish either at the high point, one-handed, or just run underneath the ball, track it, and, and reel it in. Kyron Ware Hudson was spectacular, I thought. Uh, you move to the running back side, uh, Jacquez Robertson. I mean, you know, a, a sleeper coming out of nowhere, right? Mission Viejo High School, he had one offer coming in. And uh, listen, 
he did a great job in one-on-ones. Now, listen, my awards are not for who's getting recruited the most, who's being recruited the highest, who's the highest-ranking guy. This is strictly off of your performance, okay, strictly off your performance. I thought Jacquez Robinson created enough buzz for himself in terms of performance on the field that won him this award, top running back. And he made guys miss. He caught every ball. Um, he caught it down the field. He caught underneath and made you guys miss. He was virtually unstoppable in one-on-ones. Thought he did an excellent job. Uh, listen, I think that the kid has a nice little upside. If he continues to work on that linear speed, becomes more explosive as a vertical threat with the football in his hands. Jacquez Robinson is what I'm talking about. Uh, he did get an offer shortly after uh, the, the, the showcase. Um, from Northern Colorado. So congratulations to Jacquez. Um, speaking of offers, let's go back to our quarterback, Xavier Ward. Got a big-time offer from Washington State. And um, excited for him as well. Let's move along. David Bailey, uh, the linebacker out of modern day. Oh, before I do that, let's go back to the running backs. I have to mention a couple of guys. Hunter Roddy. Hunter Roddy out of Chaparral. This is a big-time player, 2022 running back. Uh, he, he showed the quick feet. He showed the short-range explosiveness. I already know he's a very physical runner, and when he gets to top speed, he can run away from people. You better look out for him. Chaparral's uh, Hunter Roddy. He's going to be a dude. Not, not going to be a dude. He's a dude already. Just mark my words and, and trust what I say. Uh, you can mark it down. He's a, he's a guy. And then uh, Bishop Gorman's. Jay Knott, <clears throat> spectacular numbers in the combine portion, jumped 43 and a half inches, what is remarkable. Um, he's a freak athlete as well and uh, got a lot of, lot of love and respect for the kid. Wasn't as dominant as I thought he could have been or maybe should have been in the one-on-one portion. Uh, but in terms of combine performance, you know, he probably won the combine performance other than a guy like Damani Jackson. So uh, Jay Knott did a nice job. Let's move along in the offensive line. MVP Roland Fullwood, Lindale offensive tackle. I thought he, uh, I thought he was very good. I thought he was very good. I mean, he didn't win every rep, but if you look at the skill set, at six six, three hundred five pounds, and a guy that can move his feet, can bend his knees, got unbelievable length. He can walk and scratch his knees at the same time without bending over, and. He has a very special skill set as an offensive tackle and a former basketball player, the ability to move his feet quickly, to stay on balance, to stay engaged at length with an edge rusher. This kid has a special chance if he stays focused, continues to work hard, keeps his head down. He got a big offer from Kansas just the other day, so congratulations to him. I think uh, he's got about six, five or six or so. And uh, I think there's going to be more to come. If he doesn't end up with 20 offers, I'll be shocked. Uh, moving to the defensive line, Young Concrete. Mateo Ugalele. Listen, uh, a ready-made five-star player, right? Ready-made. 6'5", you know, 250 as a, you know, rising sophomore, right? He's not a freshman anymore. Rising sophomore. And uh, you talked to his dad, Big Dave, and it was great to talk to you, Big Dave, and, and – Got a chance to spend some time with his dad. He talked about Mateo playing tight end. I said, no, no, no. I like him at defensive end. Mateo is long. And even though he's, you know, 250, he's still lean. 
put up 21 reps on the bench, was a, which was impressive for me. And uh, <clears throat> he understands how to pass rush. Right? His uncle's a defensive line coach at the University of Arizona. I own a ukulele last year, now working at the Winter Circle. And Mateo understands how to have a game plan when he puts his hand on the ground and understands to beat the man, you got to beat the hands. And he did a nice job. He and Devin Spencer, I thought, had some really good battles. Devin uh, on the offensive line had a nice day as well. Um, but, yeah, Young Concrete, Mateo Ugalele, my top defensive lineman, performer at the showcase. I want to talk a little bit about the offensive line. Who was the center from St. John Bosco? Um, man, I'm, I'm missing his name right now, but let me tell you, he was a dog. Okay. Uh, I don't know who needs to hear this, but he was a dog. Listen, my man ain't nothing but about five ten, Okay. On a good day. Right. Five ten. But he can find, we can find him a place to play college football. He's a dog. All right. When he puts his when he puts his paws on you, when he puts them paws on you, he gonna stop you in your tracks. Guys started taking off their shirts, and they didn't want those paws on them, because when he was putting his paws on people, he was shutting them down. I forget my man's name, and I'm sorry, young fella. St. John Bosco, offensive center. Um, I know his name; it's just right on the tip of my tongue, but I'm losing it right now. But he was big time. I like what he did. And there was a, a young sophomore offensive. Tackle plan from modern day who did a really nice job as well. Forgive me for not having my roster in front of me. Okay. Um, moving along, want to want to finish the, the top 100 showcase off with the Damani Jackson performance. Now, <clears throat> listen, Damani Jackson is a tremendous athlete. If you, if you think back to last year's or the 2020 class, you think, okay, Keely Ringo, right? Some people's number one cornerback in the nation. Damani Jackson, he and Keeley kind of cut from the same cloth, right? You know, freak athletes, you know, electric speed, explosive quickness. They just have everything that you would ever want as a corner. When Damani Jackson got it down, put his hand on the ground, ran at 4-2-1, I said, oh, no. Now, I thought it was being electronically tracked, and I was wrong, Right? So I said, no, I, I can't believe it. Run it again. I got to hear it. I got to see it. Run it again. So when I saw it was hand time, I said, okay, four, two, one. Normally you take about two tenths off or a tenth and a half. So let's say he was, you know, four, four, one, right? Or maybe four, three, six. I can imagine that. I mean, Damani is, a, is an impressive athlete. And I thought he did well in one-on-ones. I love the way he read routes. I love the way he cut routes off. Liked his aggressiveness. I thought he could have been a little bit more aggressive uh, in, in in off coverage, but he's a 2022 kid and he's still learning, he's still working. But his performance in the combine in that 40 time was ridiculous, and he won my most outstanding player award or most outstanding performer. Performer means you know his his camp performance or his showcase performance and his combine performance. Damani Jackson, he was studly. So congratulations to him, and shout-out to Mr. Jackson, who's a, who's a great dude. I got a chance to talk with him um, a while back, and he, he was just a uh, pleasant pleasant to speak with. And Damani's a great kid, and I've only known him to be a great kid, and I want him to continue to rise because, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to be honest and when I say that, you know, last year I thought Damani at times didn't perform up to the level of expectation. 
And I think that Damani has something to prove, at least to me, right, this upcoming season. When, when that smoke comes, I want to see Damani front and center. He has something to prove to me. I'm not 100% sold on his performance last year. He can do a lot of great things, but when the chips are down, he's got to come and lead the pack. He's got to come ready to hit. And I didn't see that on a few occasions last year, and I want to see it this year. So, Damani, I'm calling you out, and I want you to respond because that's what I do. I challenge people who don't want to be challenged or who haven't been challenged. And, and I know you can respond the way a champion can. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to watching that. But it was great to see him put on, put on a, a, a virtuoso performance um, this past weekend at the Winter Front Circle in Corona. So um, that pretty much does it uh, for my Top 100 Showcase. Again, thank you to Jordan Campbell for inviting me out. I had a great time meeting all the parents, talking to the players, and uh, my staff did an excellent job going around scouting and engaging and, and coaching, right? Uh, my, my staff, is you know, these guys have played the college ball and coached ball, and they were very engaged, and I was excited about the job that they did. I can't wait uh, to take them to more events as Recruiting Solutions was in the building, and, and I'm excited about the Recruiting Solutions piece uh, in terms of, you know, a, college recruiting service so with that being said let's get to some hot takes all right my hot takes this week got a few things i want to talk about really quick i want to talk a little bit about Dabo sweeney now listen Dabo sweeney has built the best program in the country at clemson right trevor lawrence sean watson DJ Ugalele, they got they got a they got a whole stable of quarterbacks coming back to back like Drake. He's been uh, I don't know what is it three straight national title games one two. He's been phenomenal as a coach, but here's the deal, Dabo. You cannot sweep under the rug that one of your assistants called a kid a nigger. Can't sweep down the rug, right? The cover up is worse than the crime. Swept it on the rug for three years, and it all came out. Then, uh, in an interview, Dabo has the nerve to wear a shirt that says football matters. And in, in this time of peril, in this time of um, uncertainty, in this time of, you know, rising up against whatever, you know, oppression and racism, Dabo Sweeney, you cannot. That's like going. That's like wearing a shirt called, that says "All Lives Matter." That's what that's doing. That's that's really got to move in the goalpost, right? Taking the focus off of what's really happening and putting the focus on football matters. I think that's. I think, I think that's. That's pretty lame. Not only is it pretty lame, I think it's deliberate. It's intentional. And um, Dabo Sweeney, you got to be better than that. You you have to be better than that. It can't just be, you know, God gave me favor and Jesus did this and Jesus did that. It can't be that. It can't always be that. Sometimes, Dabo, you have to put your actions first. Not God's actions, not Jesus' actions. And I know you want to spout that out your mouth. But what about your actions? What about sweeping under the rug the racial slur from your your assistant coach? 
what about trying to move the goalposts in this racial environment that we're 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 kind of going through and that we're living in? Got to be better than that, man. You need to address it head on, and that's what if I if I was him, that's what I would do. I would just address it head on. Hey, whatever way Dabo Sweeney feels, go ahead and let us know. But we can't do what he did. That's just not going to work. So, moving along, want to talk about um, HBCUs. HBCUs, uh, you know, I got a quick story. Last year, I had about five high-caliber football players across the country, African-American kids, black kids. And I, were gonna, I was going to take them on an unofficial visit to my alma mater. But – my alma mater was not willing to bring them in because they said um, that, you know, they weren't willing to bring in some kids that they probably they weren't going to sign. And I tried to tell the coaches, listen, you are going to miss 100 percent of the shots that you don't take. Now, the odds are you're not going to sign these kids, but their experience that they get and how they share that leads to you maybe signing a kid in the next recruiting class. HBCUs have to do a better job. You got to do a better job of being open to these kids got to do a better job of recruiting nationally got you have to do a better job don't give me no excuses on why you can't do what you're paid to do okay don't give me no excuses get the job done kids all over the country are are, are open now and receptive to hbcus not just being recruited by them but signing with them and hbcu coaches administration have to do a better job They've got to get out on the prowl, and they have got to get their brand out, and they've got to recruit hard. That's just what they have to do. So um, with that being said, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Oregon. They've turned into a national recruiting power up under Mario Cristobal, done a great job. Uh, I know they're in the final four, two, three of a lot of elite prospects nationally, and I think they're going to get a few. So uh, congratulations to Oregon. I think they're on a special run, which reminded me of Pete Carroll at USC. Crystal Ball and Company, recruiting. I'd like to see it. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Transparent Truth. I appreciate you. Tap in with uh, me, all three shows every week. Instant Impact, Five Star Friday. Oh, oh, my Five Star Friday guest this week. Coming on tomorrow, Kyron Hudson-Ware, the Oregon committed receiver out of modern day high school Kyron hudson where he's gonna be here transparent truth we're going live baby you guys tap in it's your boy coach keith there's a new sheriff in town and his name's richie hammond y'all be cool